I'm Stanley Wiggins. And this is Black Black Hipster, Hipster, where we talk about black pop culture, gay pop culture, black gay pop culture, and and sometimes sometimes other other shit. We both got that shit yeah, that time. Huh? I'm so mindful now when we, now I say it. I just remember one time I was like, stuff. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, stuff? Where did that come from? Yeah. My mouth is way more foul Yeah, than exactly. That. You were like, mm, let me have it, make it PC I, for the viewers, I, it's, listeners. It's very rare that I use the word stuff in place of the word shit. Like, in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure you have to monitor yourself. Do you curse at work? Yes. Mm. Um, Not like a crazy person yeah. um probably not as much as i curse at home oh. um but you know every now and then something happens i'm like fuck oh, well, um yeah. so you know the f word um shit to me is just like it's so benign mm-hmm. at this point mm-hmm. ass that's benign um i try not to use the word bitch just generally <laughs> like you know like, i say bitch like just yelling at bitch well yeah so yeah. no stub your um, toe Try to use that as little as possible in life. Okay. Um, unless I'm using it in a way that it's just like, it's so um, uncharacteristic. So if I'm just like, you know, the tea kettle splash water me, this bitch splash water on me. Because it's like, well, it can't be offensive. Yeah, and then that you call your, regard, you, call, you, know? you call your period your, your bitch. Like, not uh, your bitch. She's such a like, bitch. She's such a, like, she's this such bitch. a bitch. Aunt Flo is the biggest bitch in my life right now. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that she's a bitch for sure. Oh no, but why do you say that you try not to use the word bitch, uh, that much? Like it's, oh, I mean, it... I don't know. It's just one of those things. It's like, eh, it's, it rubs some people the wrong way yeah, and it's yeah. just not necessary all the time. That's true. There's some people that use it every other word and mm-hmm. they call everybody bitch. I call everybody girl and I realize I have to stop <laughs> it's because Cause well, of men, you'll call I, everyone. Yeah, and yeah. I said it to no, the guy at my yeah. job yesterday. I was like, girl. And I said, I'm so sorry. I just, I call everybody girl. And and he's gay. He's a homosexual man. And then I don't want him to think that I'm just calling him girl because he's gay. Oh, okay. Like, I think that's, that I just have carte blanche to call any yeah. gay man girl because mm-hmm. that, that is not it. I say it to my boyfriend yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> we watch TV, girl. I, all the time. Girl, I need, I need you to get it together, girl. Yeah. I do it all the time. I yeah. do it to literally everyone. I'll say it to word. my mama. Uh-huh. Yeah, I say it to my baby mama. Yeah, I do it to everybody but I do I don't want you know certain people are not okay with that and so I have to check myself have but you, that comes out way more than bitch cause I know I've had to check myself with calling cause I say bitch a lot <laughs> not as much as I used to but you know with my friends or calling other people I don't think I say it do I say it a lot to you bitch I don't think so oh yeah I think I've made a note did you just not... say did I say it a lot to you bitch <laughs> oh is that what I no I didn't say that did I <laughs> no I think you were saying the word at the oh, tail okay, end, okay. it could have been misconstrued <laughs> I, yeah do you find that as a woman are you saying it to another woman did you run into that where a, a woman you've seen another woman feel uncomfortable have you used it for her like it, not, or, typically. not typically no not usually have you ever felt uncomfortable if a girl, uh, another woman has used it to you? Like, it just in the, hey, bitch. No. Because I'm also kind of like, whatever about that word. Mm-hmm. If anyone was to call me that in any situation. Mm-hmm. So, like, even if it were a hostile situation and mm-hmm. some man called me bitch, I'd be like, whatever. Like, it's oh, just, okay. it's so lame. Yeah. As an insult, mm-hmm. it's one of the lamest things you can call me. Mm-hmm. I don't know who I was having this conversation with, but... I was literally having this conversation like two days oh, really? ago. And I was just saying like, it, it. yeah, I'm not offended if a guy is like, you stupid bitch. Like, and I'm like, really? That's all you got? <laughs> yeah, That's so old and so mm-hmm. lame. It just shows how unclever you are. Mm-hmm. That you couldn't come up with anything better than bitch. It's like nigger. It's mm-hmm. like you had to revert to the lowest common denominator of insults because you're that fucking stupid. Yeah. I, I prefer you call me a cunt. Before you call me a bitch. But, again, also... Oh, okay. I was talking about this. Because I'm like... But then you also have to classify a cunt. Because then, again, it's also still just very benign. It's like, what, what does he, that really mean, though? Well, what if he says, you fucking cunt? Like, what if it's very... Okay. Like, <laughs> like it's like you just saying bitch hard. It yeah, means I, nothing. Yeah, I guess Classify so. it. Add some clever little quip to it. Like... You know, you're not good for anything except a man busting off inside you, you stupid cunt. Oh, well, damn. You know, like, oh, then I okay. might feel like, ooh, like, you, you went for it with that. that. So, yeah, but if you just call me a bitch and you just call me a cunt, it's like, okay. Has someone ever called you a cunt before? 
don't think to my face, but yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure under their breath of behind my back, I've been called better. Yeah, it's like a. It's like really is that the word? It, it seems like when you use uh, like you know you would say dick. Like, it's like, you say dick, but then, like, sexually, when you're like, dick, and someone's like, oh, I want that cock. And it's like, cock? It's just, <laughs> people say, it's the same thing I think of cut. And it's like, people say that in real life? Like, <laughs> like, well, cock is weird because it's also, it describes an actual thing. Well, yeah, and then it's but, just like, why are we using this yeah, sexually? Like, it is the cock? oddest word you could it use is. to describe my penis. Yeah, it's like, it's Could you not? Like, yeah. Could you not? It doesn't sound appealing at all. It's, it's kind of rough. It's not appealing like, at like, all. No, no, I don't want it. No. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> like you, you absolutely just ruined the mood. Thank you. Yes, yeah. Have a good night. And it, yeah, it just seems like something someone would go at it. Like people don't use that word in everyday speech. Like cunt. Like also, right. it's just like well, people don't say that often. But people you don't are hear it so offended by it. People are very. offended And I'm just by trying it. to understand what is the huge offense. It's it's again it's the power you give to the word. That's true. Because if you're just like you're super kind, I'm like meh. Maybe it's the rarity then, of it. Part of it is because you hear so, bitch a lot. So basically, what you're saying is we should call people that more. We and should. it be more benign. We should. We should. Let, is that what we're gonna do? Let's start this week and see how it goes. <laughs> I am not gonna do that. Yes, it seems. Yeah, <laughs> probably not gonna be good for me professionally, okay, like at okay. my job. Okay. And in life, do you say the f word at work? Like I said, like okay, like the f word. Like I know, say- I know, it's really cute. Yeah. it's so immature. <laughs> um, yeah, occasionally there's like fuck, oh. you know that that you know that happens. Like- Listen, it's Diane Carroll died on Friday. She did. That was an f word situation yeah. of cancer like, and. Oh. What kind of cancer did she have? Did they say? Listen, Diane Carroll was a dream. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was a fuck. Like the 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 minute you got that on Slack, you were like, "What? Yeah. Fuck!" Like another like legend, no, black legend, an icon. Yeah. Like beauty, fashion, just the arts, acting, everything. Yes. She sang she too, was, didn't she? Yes. Yeah, she sang. Yeah. Yes. Oh, she was a dream. Yeah, yes. tell, yeah, that was an F word at work situation. Yeah, that was really, yeah, that was really yes. sad. And because we, yes. we weren't, I mean, she was 83 or 84. 80, 84. So, I mean, she wasn't obviously our generation, something nope, that we were. been at this since the 50s. Yeah, so, I mean, but we grew up and we knew who Diane Carroll was. We saw her. I'm pretty sure my first, like, she came into my consciousness maybe around like a different, a world, different world. Yeah, that's how I think that. our generation knows her. Any generation uh, younger than us, they don't know her. Yes. Like, they don't... The the 20-somethings at my job, I had to explain to them mm-hmm. all the things that she had done. I had to explain Julia mm-hmm. and how she was the first black woman to ever be the lead on a oh, show. Sh- yeah, on a show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, like, the one girl got it because I was like, she played Whitley Gilbert's mother on a different world. She's like, oh, my God, that lady? Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, but, uh, yeah, the, the 20-somethings didn't really understand. They didn't really get it. The 30-somethings, of course, know her as, like, Willie Gilbert's mother mm-hmm. and Dominique, and then maybe if you're like on the lo- the later end of the 30s, you knew her also as Dominique Devereaux from yeah. Dynasty. Yeah, I swear, I tell you, when I was four <laughs> years old, wanting my ass a fur coat, like from who was watching Dynasty? Your mother? Yeah. <laughs> You know how, like, your parents and your aunties and your grandmother will be watching something, they tell you to leave the room because it's too mature, Uh but you don't, and then they don't really care. Like, they're not really paying attention to the fact that you're there because they're so into their show. That is hilarious. Oh, my goodness. I'm trying to imagine your mother watching Dynasty. And, um, yeah, I just thought she was the baddest chick. Yeah. And you know how, like, someone plays an evil character on a show, Mm -hmm. but everything about them so fly oh yeah and that you're just like but is she really that evil <laughs> or you're just like yeah she's evil and i think i want to be yeah, like, like her. she's just misunderstood <laughs> or you're just like she's bad and i'm gonna be bad when i get older yeah because she's so fly <laughs> yes the hair the makeup yeah, the, the makeup, nails the, yeah. the baubles the fur i was like i need to be this lady i love that you looked up to her at <laughs> oh she was so bad yeah Ooh, and i, I heard- loved her I, I, because I didn't watch Dynasty, I only knew of her after the show had went off, and because I, I know a lot of gay men, she's like gay men watch Dynasty, and she was definitely one of the characters that people love. She was Wilhelmina before Wilhelmina. Exactly. Oh my God. Yes. Good. Good. Absolutely. Point. Yes. Exactly. And I remember because Dynasty, it was always over the top, and then one of uh, you know it's she passed so away, so people were paying all these tributes to her on social media, which we did on Essence.com. Check it yes, out. Which I is did good. a beauty gallery. Yeah. Come on. And she looks phenomenal. I'm not gonna not do a beauty gallery. Yeah. She looked phenomenal. 
And, um, you know, one of the classic things that people posted was her big fight between Joan Collins, who oh, played her half-sister yes. on that show. <laughs> and they were just in the fight. You know, I'm expecting, you know, they slapped each other once, they slapped each other twice. I thought it was going to be over. No, no. I'm like, this is a whole, oh, like, they kept going scene. for it. Like, that, well, that's where they get that running joke from, you what? know, with the slapping of each other back and forth. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, that's where that comes from. Oh, my and, gosh. you know, they revamped Dynasty on, like, the CW. They did, they did. It didn't last very long, right? No, Hold it did not. Did they make? Do you know if they made any appearances? Like if um, I don't know because I didn't watch it. I didn't. I don't. I'm not watching the CW. Exactly. I'm not watching it. Like you know, it's just it just skews younger. I'm not saying anything about their programming. Mm -hmm. It just skews younger. I mean, I might check out some Black Lightning. Yeah, but but I used to watch. We used to watch the CW all the time. All the shows when it used to be the WB, especially too when like the game. Oh yeah, the game was on there. Yeah, girlfriends was on there. No girlfriends. No, Girlfriends, when they merged, because you remember, Girlfriends was on UPN. Yeah. And then UPN and WB merged, and it became the CW. Did it? Yeah. So, Girlfriends was on there for like two or three years. I remember it going to BT. Oh, no. It continued, it ended its run on the CW. And, you know, by the way, they're doing that blackish thing where they're doing a reunion. The ABC, what network is blackish on? ABC? One of those networks, they have this really cool thing where they're having like a, a old, old, um, like famous sitcoms and television shows where they're reuniting a lot of the existing cast like Tracy Ellis Ross with her girlfriend's uh, girlfriend's Mm -hmm. people the Goldbergs which is another show and they're reuniting one of the characters with a lot of the Friends characters where they're on the show and they're playing different people who from the Goldbergs is on from Friends from Cheers I think I'm sorry did I say Friends oh yeah from Cheers I I don't know who from Cheers is on the Goldbergs I don't because I watched Cheers. The, so yeah, I would know. Is it the father? Have you oh, known who's on the Goldberg? I, I, I mean, <laughs> that's a lot of. Do you know who's on the Goldberg? I know it's. The, I don't the know chick any of their names. Um, Bad TV. Uh, uh, I mean, the one from um, Reno nine one one. And the father. Yes. Fa- I don't. Oh, you curb your enthusiasm. There's the one who plays Larry. Oh, Larry Quinn. David's friend. Yeah, the guy. Was he from Cheers? No. He uh, wasn't on Cheers. Maybe it's the father. I don't know who he is. Maybe it must be the <laughs> father. I don't know who the father is, though. Because the folks from Cheers are pretty old yes. at this point. Yes. Ted Danson looks amazing, Oh, by I the love way. Ted Danson. He looks amazing. Yes. He used to have that great... I'm yeah. like, okay, Ted Danson, with yes. your silver yeah, he's strands. Yeah, like, he's a good-looking man. He's a little fox out here. Yes. Oh, Looking I've been like on a Ted... silver zaddy. I've been on Ted Danson he since he was on the so show good. like 10 years ago. Boy, yes. yeah, he, he looks amazing. How old is Ted Danson? I have no idea, but he's up there. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, Lena Horne was 84. Ted Danson's up there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Lena Horne did. Yeah. Yeah. She was 84. Um, but yeah, we loved her. Oh, you mean Poor Diane Carroll? Diane Carroll. Sorry, oh, I okay, okay. Lena Horn. I thought oh, you were Lord. just referencing Lena. Why is Lena, Lena Horn keeps coming to my mind? Because I said that the other day too. I think because they were kind of like they're these. No, but I wouldn't mix up Lena. Horn no, no, and no. Diane Carroll. You wouldn't, but I think they um, kind of have not. They kind of have something. The same Lena legacy. Horn is coming. I don't know. It keeps coming to my heart. Keeps well, making me say Lena Horn. Well, for me, I think I don't confuse them, but I think they were. These women who were generation or two or three before yeah, us, yeah, and they were from that just, same time I, of I, actors. I know the distinction between Lena Horne and Diane, Diane Carroll. Something no, I Lena definitely Horn believe you do. Come into my heart, and it's making me say Lena Horn. I don't oh. know. I will probably find out very soon. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Maybe there's like gonna be a Lena Horn tribute or something, something Possibly. soon or whatever. Possibly a biopic or something. Ah, <laughs> I, I don't know. But anyway, but Diane Carroll, yes. You know, our heart goes out to her family. Um, she was amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she just, she was like a diva in Very the best possible way. And she stayed with that face beat. She did stay with the face. Yeah. And when she got older with that red lipstick, mm-hmm. that was like her signature with that red lipstick. Yeah. yeah oh, she didn't play. And I talked about this in my gallery, but you know, you think about how black women did not have a lot of options this available makeup. to yeah. them back Beauty. in the day. Excuse me. Yeah. Like, these brands were not checking for us. We had to get very strategic mm-hmm. and extremely innovative. This is a pre-Fenty world. Yeah. So, when you see how these women used to be beat, <laughs> and this was before anybody was making foundation for their complexions mm-hmm. and color cosmetics, I was going through these photos on Getty, and I'm like... Oh, she wearing purple eyeshadow. <laughs> and like, I get that it was the disco era, but w- black women were told blues are not for you. Purples mm-hmm. are not for you. Red lipstick's not for you. Red nail polish is not for you. Look like a, remember, like, whose mom never said like, oh, red lipstick makes you look like a prostitute or red nail polish oh, makes you look yeah. like a hooker and like stuff like that. Like yeah. pink lipstick makes you look like a, like you're fast mm-hmm. and things like that. Cause we were told that these things weren't for us. Cause 
typically they didn't make them for us. Mm-hmm. So, yes, the formulations and the colors that they came up with <laughs> were not really for black skin. They didn't complement our complexion. Yeah. But these women used to be beat. Yeah. In spite of that, they came out beat. Well, yeah, because it's like, well, I want to mess with the makeup too and you yeah like exactly what you're saying you have to be creative they were probably mixing shit with this and that the makeup artists were coming up with things yeah oh my gosh yeah they had to mix all kinds of shades and still get it slightly wrong but still not look completely crazy that was the goal not look completely crazy because even nowadays there's still you know it's I think the hair business is catching up with sort of like um, with the movie industry and television industry, where they have they have people on set who can do the makeup and the hair. I think they've oh, been. I think they caught up. That. Well, don't you? Think, <laughs> I feel like the makeup caught up <laughs> before the hair, at least in that industry. The no. makeup seemed like it was a little bit better than the hair. Because mm, then I, I think know. you have the it's one. a tough one because well, a lot of models and actors will tell you though. You know, they for a long time they still didn't have their shades right. Um, people would just bring their own yeah, that's makeup that's, or that's they would a, blend their own colors. Yes. So they would look better and then mm-hmm. their hair look crazy, but it was because they knew how to blend their own makeup, but they didn't know how to do their own hair. Mm-hmm. That's true. So they yeah. came prepared. Yeah. They still didn't have people there who knew. Yeah, that's, that is really funny. Yeah. You about to drink. <laughs> I was just drinking a little water. You need to drink a little water. Get that. Yeah. Get that. Wet the whistle. Wet the whistle. That throat wet. I'm a threat woke. But also, one thing that we were um, we had mentioned last week mm-hmm. was um, the documentary, the Chelsea Handler documentary. Oh, yeah. We got to get into that this week, don't we? Yes, yes. We probably should have did this before brunch because I oh, had my gosh. a few mimosas. You had a few mimosas. <laughs> a few mimosas. Well, you had how many? Two? They, they, he well, did a, they were heavy glass. Heavy that's why I'm like, you can't say two because when they keep just refilling. Well, li- that's why I always say that place is literally the epitome of bottomless. Mm-hmm. You never get to the end of your glass yeah. because they keep coming and refilling. Mm-hmm. And then that girl was super hyping about her birthday. I could have been lying. It could have not been Jasmine's birthday. You it see, was. It was. And you um, see, they gave the people next to us also, they gave them shots. I mean, the the, the own, I don't know who this man was. Maybe the manager was also speaking in there, but they had shots The too. guy behind the bar always gives me shots. Every oh. time I've been there, he always gives me shots. That's But the good. girl was cool. I don't she want cool. shots. She was cool. No, no, no. Nice. We don't want shots. I but just want I don't extra want shots. Drink. But yeah. No, I want my food discounted because it's like 50 bucks for brunch. <laughs> I want my food free. Yeah, it's like, like give me please a meal. don't give me any shots. Yeah, it's the like, bottomless is wasted on me in the first place because then I'm like this. Yeah, I didn't I'm do the bottomless because I said I'm, I'm not. Except they kept bringing you more. Yeah, drinks well, they because... only, I only had two. I had mine, and then they refilled your glass, which was sitting there. And he poured me that prosecco, and he, yeah. he's like, "I'm going to give you a wine glass." And I was like, "Okay." He's like, "Cause you get more." And he filled it nearly all the way to the top. He just, I was just going to keep going. He opened a fresh bottle and filled it all the way to the top. Well, good for that. Yeah, I said, "Well, thank you, sir." Yeah, and I drank it all. Well, yeah, yeah. you know. That's brunching in the city. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey, it's, we do it's, love to brunch. Well, it's like going to temple or church out here. <laughs> it is brunch is religion in I was New like, York. What? Yes, that's do true. not front. That's true. Did people pray to the bottomless god? Oh my god, it's amazing. <laughs> but. In spite of my somewhat tipsy demeanor. Yeah, well, should we try to get through the... I mean, I'm not freaking floored. How many fingers am I holding up? Okay. <laughs> 20. So, <laughs> um, so, you said that Chelsea Handler was on Red Table Talk? She was. She I was. did not see this. I have to watch it now. You know, the funny thing is I haven't... Um, yeah, I thought it would be good to watch it with... Because you saw the documentary before I did, the Chelsea Handler documentary. I did. And uh, so I said, let me get this. I Wait, watched what's it. the name of the documentary? Um, Dear God... No, Dear White Privilege is <laughs> Me, Chelsea. Right? It's like, hey, privilege is me, Chelsea. It's Chelsea or something like that. We really... <laughs> and we said we would get it. We said we would get it. And we don't know it. I thought, are you sure? Oh, man. It's, it's definitely not Dear God. No, no, no. Dear, Ch- Dear, Chelsea- Dear White Privilege is me, Chelsea? It's not White Privilege. It's White Privilege is something in there, isn't it? What, what, what did you say? It's it just Privilege. I don't think it's White hey, Privilege. Hey, Privilege is me, Chelsea? That sounds about oh, okay, right. okay, okay. Wait a minute, I'm going to look it up. We're going to look it like, up. We need to get this right. Hey, hello, privilege, it's me, Chelsea. Oh, okay. Hello, privilege, it's me, Chelsea. Okay, okay. <laughs> Good title. Good title. Because <laughs> I'm like, it's like the Judy Bloom book. It's like, and I can go to say, hey, dear. Well, because she had that show, right? What I show? mean, that book, that book. It was like, hey, whatever, it's me, Chelsea. 
Oh. Hey, Vodka, it's me, Chelsea, or oh. something like that. Okay, okay, that's probably what I'm getting. Okay. Yeah, she had a book, like, Hey, Vodka, it's me, Chelsea. She was playing off of that. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, so I, I, my thoughts on the documentary, I actually liked it. I thought it was a, a, a good starting point for someone who was trying to break into, to start a conversation about privilege, a white person, a white woman in particular, starting this, broaching this topic about white privilege and how does she seek to understand and, and to gain as much knowledge as she can with it, um, you know, through this. And I, that's why I really thought it, and I liked the way it was structured. I liked the way she would sort of end different segments and it sort of moved along pretty quickly. And I, I wish that she would have, talked i think to more white people yeah you think but i i feel like a part of it was she was trying to educate herself too because i noticed it felt like when she was with the white people she couldn't really hit them with the hard questions she would give them a little pushback but i think she couldn't do that because she's still trying to figure out formulate and figure out everything you know since so she's still in the she's beginning no, stage she's of, no bill maher yeah <laughs> oh god uh, no i mean really yeah. though like <laughs> she's no john stewart yeah <laughs> Excuse me. She's she's, she's to... not as informed yeah, about I... this stuff as she would need to be to really push back. Yeah, because she's not there yet. She's not there yet. I mean, but I I do commend her um, because you know, and I and I like the fact that they did the red table talk. I guess we're jumping. Up. What did you think about the documentary? I guess I'll ask you that first. Um, it just was very on the surface. Yeah. So it yeah. just kind of felt like did we need a documentary about this, mm-hmm. or could you have just done this and did it for the sake of doing it? Like who learned something from this, and what did they learn? That's what I would love to know. I don't. I don't. I think to me the main thing that I took away from it was that this conversation needs to be had more with white people, or more with white people. And she, she it's not a black, it's not a black or brown problem. She said this is white people's problem, right. and we need to have a conversation about it. And she had the the woman who was co founder of the Black Lives Movement, and she said something paraphrasing, of course, like you know, she's like, listen, the world, the government isn't listening to black or brown people right now. And she was like, we can. She's like, we need allies to come in, and she's like, we need people who don't look like us, basically, to help us get to where we need to go and I think that's where it needs to I, I think those those were two very important messages that I took so the fact that Chelsea Handler's this white person is asking other white people to, to, to look up to think about privilege and what does it mean was very important to me because I feel like that's that's something when they say privilege they don't agree they don't even think that's a thing like on Red Table well, Talk of course yeah on Red Table Talk um, you know, Jada, it was, the dynamic was really interesting because, you know, it, Willow Smith is usually there. It was just Jada and the mother, her mother there, who looks phenomenal, by the way. Her mother's just like, she does. She's gorgeous. She looks skin. really great. And um, she, uh, her mother was very much coming from a place of, she was just like, this is white privilege, basically. She didn't have any patience. You could see her, she was like, listen, I've been basically doing this a long time. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sit up with this white woman and talk about <laughs> white privilege. And when she's like, just get it together. She's like, I don't want to hear your tears. I don't want to see, see your tears, hear your sad story. She was very much it seemed like she was coming from that place where mm-hmm. Jada was more so trying to understand and she made a good point Jada did about privilege and she's like when white people when anyone hears about privilege they think of it from a perspective of wealth they don't think about and they think about privilege and someone else wants something and you know things they you know they think about equality and they feel like I don't have anything so if this uh, this group of people want something else they were talking about equality what are they going to take from me what can I give up and she and basically it was like this wrong this incorrect idea about how we think about equality and how we think about privilege because right. Chelsea Hamlin she was like the same thing yeah for me privilege was like I thought about someone having a wealthy parent what people's your parents are wealthy and you're living in this big house in this great community I didn't think about a privilege from the standpoint of me being my skin color and how that has advantages. And she was just like, I have friends who are black. She's like, growing as a comedian, she's like, I could go to my, my, I had a girlfriend who was black and I could go to her club. I could do sets and whatever. And she's like, she couldn't do that at my club. She would keep getting pushed back or they wouldn't accept her. And she's like, I had to think about that because I didn't even know. She's like, of course there's privilege with my skin. So I think a lot of, I think that was an important message to put out there that a lot of white people don't, Think about privilege. But that's also just more annoying because oh, well, yes. the, the term is white privilege. <laughs> like, we prefaced it for you. Yeah. So you would understand that we are not talking about privilege from a wealth standpoint. We're talking about privilege from a race standpoint, which doesn't have anything to do with wealth. What? White privilege. It's the privilege you have for the strength of being white because that means something very different in this world. 
and very especially in this country where we live. We're not even talking about in the world. Let's just talk about in America. Mm-hmm. Let's 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 make this a a more micro yeah oh conversation. I wish Willow had been there because it'd be nice to see the 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 perspective and the dynamic from the three different generations. Because yes. yeah. of course Jada's mother's not here for it. Oh no, she didn't been living with this bullshit for too long. Yeah. She's sick of it. She's like, I'm not giving them no benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. They haven't figured it out by 2019. Mm-hmm. Lord, with all the resources and Lord. books and literature, because that we all have. the things I'm sure she's seen. Yeah, she's seen. Yeah, and then where Jada can say, okay, well. And then also, you know, Jada lived a decent amount of her life having a certain amount of wealth privilege. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she can, she's probably been running in certain circles where she has a lot of white friends mm-hmm. and she's had these conversations with them. So she sees a different perspective of how they can be good people yeah. and not understand what white privilege is yeah. and not understand how their privilege affects people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think, it, it, you know, I totally agree with you. I think what it is is this. It's like this. Because Chelsea also interviewed. You remember when she went to Orange County and she um, talked with those um, conservative mm-hmm. um, white women. And they just... And then on, she referenced this on Red Table Talk and they showed this clip of her there mm-hmm. and how she was just like, I don't believe I, I, everyone has privilege. If if you're saying black people have privilege, you know, it's beautiful people have privilege. I don't think it's a thing. I don't believe in white privilege. I don't believe in black privilege. She's like, black people have privileges as in, you know, they get into college for free and blah, 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 blah. Right. And Chelsea was like, um, don't you think that's because of one group has been benefiting for so long and now we have to give another group, you know, not, she didn't paraphrasing, special uh, things that so they can she catch up. She didn't describe basically. it the best either, but I was like, "We'll give her the benefit." Well, of well, she's talking about your idiot. So, well, yeah, because I she think has she, to put it in idiot and, terms. Yeah, and I think yeah, exactly. And I didn't think <laughs> I felt like she didn't want to. She was there to listen, and she it seemed like yeah, she, she wasn't. She she did. She want to. She wanted to make sure they felt like it was a safe space so that exactly. they could speak freely and really say how they felt. Yeah. Without feeling like she was gonna come back, come have a comeback, a clap back for them mm-hmm. for the sake of her documentary, and 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 some of the one the and how they were talking, it just like and like was uh, particularly I'm jumping all over the place, but when she said the woman said she was like, well, do you think um she Chelsea said the woman said something and Chelsea's like, listen, well because there's a race problem going on in America, and the woman's like, well what do you mean? And she's like, um, all the cops that are like killing black men and black people. And she goes, I, I don't see that. I don't see that. And I was like, I, it was like documentary over for me. Where is this woman living? And then it's just like, In what Orange kind of County. news is she watching? <laughs> and you know what? The thing is, she's probably watching news and taking it in in a certain way. She's probably thinking, oh, well, they did A, B, and C. They deserve this. Are they? And it's just like, well, it, 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 it boggles my mind that people in this day and age with information that is it, it is so easily accessible, mm-hmm. you should, why could... Well, it, they choose to... to... You choose pick and choose what they want to take as truth. The interesting thing about that segment, Mm -hmm. for me, what I got from that is that one out of every four, it was four women, right? Yeah. One out of every four or five Mm -hmm. white women in those conservative circles know what the fuck is up. Yeah, because one of them did. Exactly, but she's too afraid to say something Mm -hmm. or she doesn't want to rock the boat in her community, Mm -hmm. in her life, you know, She's got this husband and these kids and this community and she's the president of the PTA, mm-hmm. soccer mom, this, that, and the third. Because by the end of it, homegirl was singing a completely different yeah. tune where she was just like, okay, well, yeah, I can give you that this exists and this exists. I just don't know what to do about it. And at the end of the day, that's a much better response yeah. than pretending like it's not it a thing. It doesn't exist. I prefer you just say, yeah, you know, I'm sitting over here in Orange County and I just don't really know what the response is. I'm not going to say that the cops aren't killing black men. I'm not going to say that racism's not a thing. All I can offer is that it is and I don't know what I can personally do yeah. about it. She that's where she got by the yeah. end of that. Well, and it was interesting because I feel like when all the other women were speaking, she didn't want to say that at ex- first. Do you know what you make a good point because I picked that up too because when she was going to say she was talking and then the woman who said, you know, it's minuscule and people should just get over it, she kind of said, "Oh, 
And then the woman looked at her and she just kind of sat there and she was quiet. And she, Chelsea said, well, do you think there's a certain thing? She was like, do you think black people have privilege or something? She was like, well, I think, she's like, I think black people have a dis, I don't believe in white privilege. She's like, I don't believe in white privilege, but I think there's like a dis privilege with black people. <laughs> and she, and then I thought, and she's like, well, with every, she's like, with everything that happens in our country, you can't deny that there's an issue going on. Right. And I thought that was good, but it's, I think that's what it was, that the people don't want to recognize their white privilege because then they have to do something about well, it. Well, it doesn't mean that you That's don't work hard. All yeah. the time. And it doesn't mean that you like even Chelsea is like, you know, she's being very in a way, very making herself small in a little bit to, to sort of tackle this. I felt like she's holding back and it's just like, Chelsea, it doesn't mean that you didn't work hard for everything that you have. It doesn't mean that you didn't put in the hours and you grind it. It has nothing to do with your work ethic. It just means that certain doors were open for you had opportunities that enabled you to to, to put to 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 use your work ethic or to to show people what you have that other people did not have black women black men did not have they could have better stronger work or just as strong as you but they weren't able to utilize that because they were black and and that's other brown that's what it is and right. i think a lot of these people they have a problem with recognizing that it's not about money you have to understand that yes they do they know it but part of it too is and i think chelsea's hit it, it it just oh god mm. so aside from they have to acknowledge mm-hmm. that if they acknowledge that it's a thing then they have to acknowledge that it's something they participated and benefited mm-hmm. from and then there's that pressure of you to do something mm-hmm. about it right but then i just feel like it's it's the the you having to do something about it is a big deal but the you benefited and you participated is probably an even bigger deal yeah. for a lot of people because then that's a whole lot of therapy that ain't enough money mm-hmm. and time in the world because it's the acknowledging that you probably fuck somebody's life up or mm-hmm. maybe you were a part of holding someone back mm-hmm. in some sort of way you did these racist things mm-hmm. or you did these biased things because i told you did you peep the way she said tyshawn when she oh, said I, did. I, I paid particular attention to that and a black boyfriend and tyshawn and that didn't it didn't bother me in that way. I have to say, I because I, I remember, I was like, let me pay attention to that. It did you tell me how you took it? You told me. Well, I told you time. it was just like a oh, now I went black. I went so black. His name was Tyshawn. Mm-hmm. Like his name wasn't Adam. His name wasn't William. His name was Tyshawn. Mm-hmm. This was as hood as it got. Mm-hmm. Like she got so far down in the gutter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's I, how I perceived it. Like it wasn't, and not like it was a pat on her back, but. It's, it was almost like she wanted hood stripes for it. Oh yeah, he was black girl. Oh, I didn't. And get, it was just like okay, I didn't get girl, that. Up. You had yourself a little black boy at sixteen when you wanted to rebel against your parents. I didn't. I have to say I didn't get that at all. Maybe that was a part of it. I think that she was because when, even when she said Tyshawn, and I was thinking of how you said it to me, and I was like, uh, I think that. Because she said it to the way she was with that guy, Jelly Rose. That mm-hmm. was a whole hilarious situation. And I think she said it with like a smile when she said it. But it wasn't as... her, her The tone wasn't as hard how you're saying it. I it, rewound it three I, times. I, I, I watched because it. I was like, oh... There was an implication in the way she said that's and I and I and I rewinded too. I think I just didn't, and I was making sure that I didn't drink anything. I was like, let me get you completely sober. Be completely sober. Yeah, because I also wanted to make it was important, and I I like you know watching documentaries like this. So I said, let me just take it all in, and I didn't take it that way. I felt like she's very much still in this place where she's trying to find her way and how to speak to these things correctly and to be sensitive and also still very much be herself. She says things that are off the cuff and she says things that and she uses humor a lot to sort of I think make herself comfortable and to lighten the situations and I think she's a comedian (laughs) It, it felt like when she was speaking to people sometimes it was she was listening but she wasn't sure especially with red table talk she wasn't really sure how to be and 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 what to say and I still think she's finding that I didn't take the Tyshawn thing bad at all and she did say it like Tyshawn and it didn't bother me for me I didn't I don't think that's what she what she meant to me I didn't get that to not make jokes would be a certain level of vulnerability and she's not there yet yeah which I think is fine but I mean is it because that's very much the issue with most white people coming to terms with what white privilege is it's just the the not running to your comfort zone and not running to where you feel okay and being okay, being vulnerable, and taking it in, and feeling very uncomfortable mm-hmm. about what you're hearing. Yeah. And it is what it is. That's... 
you know, yeah, that's no, part of it. I think that is a part of it because on Red Table, and the reason why I listened to Red Table, I was like, let me watch the Red Table talk just in case she was a certain way in the documentary. And now she's sitting down and they're asking her questions and mm-hmm. she's going on and on. And I felt like that's just, it's a process. And it's just like, well, this is where she is in that process. Because my thing is, regardless of not whether if she's using that humor to sort of deflect it's an uncomfortable situation and her and Jada and they all were talking about this is very uncomfortable because like she said you've been benefiting this and what do you do and how do you how do you say things but I believe her when she's saying I want to be a better I want to understand this I want to be a wetter white person and that's that can be hard and difficult so if she's if this is the place that she's in in her process of getting to where she quote unquote wants to be then I think that's fine because what she's doing is very difficult to, to the, the way that you've existed and the way that you've lived to now sort of break that down and to look at that and to see how you've hurt people and, and your privilege, how you've benefited, that is hard because some things are going to have to change and with, when she realized that. So I think she's trying to figure that out. And she and then I like that her and Jada were, and the mother was so funny because she was just kind of looking at her and Chelsea's eyes would kind of a, like look at her, avert to her a little bit because the mother was just, she, she was, was I could tell she was trying to be nice and she, she was just, you could tell. It. She was nice. The mother was nice and but her at her her demeanor, yeah, she was not here for it. And I think she also was like, sometimes you're gonna make mistakes and you're gonna say things and you're gonna, you know, it's okay to do those things. And I think that's what that's what needs to happen. If someone's feeling uncomfortable and they aren't presenting the right way, they are still willing to put themselves in this place of, hey, I want to learn. How can I do this? How can I be better? And that's I think that's what's necessary. I wish people were just more. Um... They were a little bolder. Like, I wish she would have, if if that was, I wish she would have just said, you know, you seem very much like your guard is up. Mm-hmm. You seem very untrusting of me. <laughs> and I just want to know, like, you know, explain to me, like, where does that come from? Because obviously, you know, me as a white person coming into the space, talking about how I'm trying to be a better white person to people of color. You know, and just saying, what would it take for you to feel more comfortable having this conversation or whatever? And let her get that off her mm-hmm. chest. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just being bolder and not being scared of the, oh, let me deflect. Like, let me not look her way because she clearly ain't here for me. Talk <laughs> she, to her then. Well, she, like, think, ask her. I think she was. She was looking at her, but when she would be answering a question and talking, like Jada would ask a question, really, Jada was leading the conversation and Chelsea would answer and she's looking at both of them while she's answering. She would, and you could just tell that the mother, when she would ask, Jada would ask the question, the mother seemed like she was like, no, what kind of bullshit is this? You know, like, and she was nice, but you could just tell, the mother has, yeah, just, she's been there, she's seen it, and she said to Chelsea, when Chelsea would answer certain questions, she's like, listen, it, that just sounds like the same old white privilege to me. Right. And she was very much like from this space of she just didn't have the patience. I think she appreciated that Chelsea was doing this, but I think she felt like, what the fuck is this going to change? How right. is this going to move and us forward? And that's exactly what I said. It's just like, well, did we need a documentary about it? Could she have done it and not made a documentary? Because what does the documentary do? I feel Adrian on that. And I feel, I wish what? Chelsea would have just taking it that step further. That's what I'm talking about. It's to don't leave it at the surface then. I get that that's a process, mm-hmm. but take it that step further. When what it do you feels think she uncomfortable, Sorry. then let it feel even more uncomfortable. And just say, Adrian, you seem like you are not here for mm-hmm. it. Like, like what, like, what would you like to see? What is it that you think that we could be doing more of? Or me specifically, because all I have is control over myself. What is it that I could be doing? I would just want to hear from you what you think. Mm-hmm. On this micro level, me and you sitting here, woman to woman. No, no, and I think she could have done that. It's it maybe she did that later. It's yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, it's I get uncom- that. But, but, but Adrian my... was uncomfortable too. Yeah, with her presence there. Yeah, and that's something that comes along with white privilege, where they white people get to come into black spaces, and even when we talk about things that are supposed to make them uncomfortable, we're uncomfortable. Yeah, and and, and she did. You know, when she was at that little like. The speakeasy people were definitely like vocal vote was saying yeah when they were like this is white privilege in itself you even asking me about my feelings about you and I feel like to me all of that it's like no one's gonna be perfect and yes I could say that Chelsea could handle this that way that way my thing is I could have views about how she should go about this but her mother I like the fact that the mother on the red table talk Adrian was like. Uh, who they call Gammy, I think. They they hardly ever say her name. They call her Gammy. And she said, listen, I don't have the answers. I don't know how we should fix this. And I feel like that's very true. Everyone also has different opinions about what should be done. But my thing is conversation needs to be happening. And people, if we, we, people are feeling willing to be uncomfortable, that's where it starts. So that's why, for me, 
it was a good it, to me it's very good I don't know what she what do you think she could have done besides the dog what would you have liked to see if it wasn't a dog I didn't need to see anything mm-hmm. she could just do it <laughs> Would do what? What do you mean? Do whatever she's doing. This quest mm-hmm. to figure out how she could be a better white person. Just do it. Not like monetize it. Not make money. Oh, not okay. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Just fucking do it. Like you know what would be the best thing that white people could do mm-hmm. to get themselves closer to understanding their white privilege and being better to people of color is being around more people of color. Like this genuinely nothing. having black and brown friends yes because there's a lot that you're gonna learn from people in a genuine friendship Mm -hmm. that there will be no holding back of race jokes and no holding back on checking you when you do and say stupid shit Mm -hmm. explaining things to you that you otherwise wouldn't know Mm -hmm. wouldn't know like when i worked at poshly like there were things that we were talking about in the beauty space that i would explain to doreen She's a white woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, it wasn't an issue. Or when she would ask me questions, I wouldn't feel weird about mm-hmm. it. We had a certain level of friendship. Yeah. So no matter how crazy the question or how dumb it would seem to someone, mm-hmm. I know that this is my my boss and my friend genuinely asking me something because she doesn't know. Yeah. And she wants to know more about it, number one, because she's the CEO of a beauty site mm-hmm. and she wants to know things about black hair yeah. or the black perspective. So the things that I would explain to her about black hair that like it was nothing to me mm-hmm. it's like i'm just kicking it with the homie i'm mm-hmm. just kicking this with, kicking it with my boss yeah it wasn't an issue but she's she's going to miss out on that if she doesn't surround herself with people who don't look exactly like her yeah and then and now she has a son <laughs> right and they'll come to new york and we play and he don't care yeah he's not like who that black girl he just likes me yeah. and the more he's exposed to black and brown people, the less he's going to have questions about how black and brown people function in their hair and their skin and all these different things. Yeah. It's an easy way. So when we explain these things about colorism and privilege and mm-hmm. racism and bias, they're more prone to believe you yeah. <laughs> and have open conversations about it. I think that's a good point. And it's something that they also said on Red Table Talk, speaking about the women from Orange County. She's like, I, I wonder if they have, they should have black people who they love, who they care about in their lives because they can speak to it. But I think, they don't. But I think that's, it's something that is necessary, but it's also something that I think the way that people live is very difficult to do. Most people can't help where they're born or what neighborhoods they grow into. And then also, all this stuff has started. So you're like, I want to make sure my kids are in a good school. I want to make sure my kids are maybe in a private school and all these things. So it's just like certain times when you go to those different places, Orange County or whoever those they don't there aren't lots of people of color if any so then you're in this situation where we're then it's their responsibility to seek out other other sort of the, the avenues or areas environments where there are people of color and yes that's something that should be done but I don't think people think think about that all the time and my thing is just it's important I think for them that's something that should be done but also they need to start having these conversations even if it's amongst themselves because it's like well everyone's into you intelligent people are everywhere y'all can figure out maybe y'all need to bust your kids to or, or do something where you're trying to integrate or something like that they're not gonna do but that but my thing is because because <laughs> of course but it's like if you're in a neighborhood where there aren't any people of color then what are your alternatives what do you do and but remember what one of the men in the doc said they, they look at it as a zero-sum game. So if they have to give up anything, then it's them losing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they're not willing to do that. Mm-hmm. But, it, I mean, it's, it's just funny. You're just like, you know, you can't help where you're born and all this other stuff. Right. And and that's kind of the point. Yeah. No, right? that is. To keep that wealth and certain things within certain groups of people Mm -hmm. and to never have it seep out to anybody else. But at the end of the day, every time a white woman is convicted or or indicted for a crime or something, just look up if there have ever been any people of color who have been convicted or indicted for the same thing and tell me what the result was for them and then you tell me whether or not there's a race privilege there. Felicity Huffman versus all the black and brown women who have gotten... Felicity Huffman, Huffman got two fucking weeks for bribing mm-hmm. the university. She probably spent eight hours in prison mm-hmm. and then got time served. Yeah. Versus 
all the black women who have gotten five years, six years for just saying that their child lived at a different address mm-hmm. so they could be in a, a better school district. Yeah. My mother did that. My mother could have went to prison for mm-hmm. that. That's absurd. Yeah. And it's because the school was like, well, she's not in our zone. And my mother was like, but she's smart. Yeah. And she needs to go to this other school. Mm-hmm. And said that we lived at her friend's house. And sure enough, I tested off the charts. I was freaking um, tutoring a first grader when I was in kindergarten, teaching her how to add and subtract. Mm -hmm. I didn't really know what was going on at the time because I was like, the teacher said she'd give me jelly beans to do this. And I'm sure those jelly beans were not kosher. And no one told my mother what was happening. (laughs) But you you see what I'm saying? And it's just like, really, my mother could have went to a prison for that? That's absurd. Felicity Huffman got two weeks. Well, I think the thing about it is for you and I, that that scene that speaks that shouts racism injustice but for them it doesn't white privilege yeah for, <laughs> and white privilege for them it doesn't and my thing is there's a for them for those people who are in these communities and it's just like when you're an american citizen and you love your country so much we're all a part of this country and my thing is you need to seek out like you know i talk to people who i love who are some who are white and they'll say well white people don't know it and i've said this before don't seek know out, what? They, they don't know how to be or they don't know anything about this and it's just like it's called books it's called the internet <laughs> educate yourself and to me that's what where it starts and then you can start seeking out knowledge and then finding safe spaces and the internet is available there are chat rooms or anything where you feel like how am I going to seek this out if I feel like I want to be better and I want to educate myself because it's like you're a part of this world and you're hearing all these things in the news and you just think it's one-sided we live in a society now where we can't trust everything that we read or hear so it's up to us to do the extra work to see to okay, work. if, a, if, a, if all you these really want to know yeah, if you really want to know and that's where it starts and then maybe you can find groups and parents and other people if you live in Orange County that you can connect with who are of color and you can go hmm let's chat about this this is the safe let's let's really really try to break this down and then you have some friends who are color and so they can check you when you say something you know what I'm saying that's how it starts it's and just they, hard it's, to have empathy just because to be like well, we don't know where we're supposed to oh, start I don't. it's uncomfortable it's hard to have empathy because we're like really because we figure it out every day we figure it out and all part- I can say is Dan Mauer <laughs> well yes because you seek Dan it out Mauer. yeah Dan Mauer and this yeah and and it's it's not like t- to me the thing about it goes back to what Chelsea said in the thing this is a white person's problem right. she said if we keep looking at black and brown people to, to solve it this is our issue so my thing is listen I don't know how you need to do it I don't know, but the same, you you need to make it happen. Figure it out. Just how you figured out how to fucking use fire. You figured out how to save... Cryptocurrency. Yeah, to save these animals. Yeah, you're trying to save all these whales You figured it out. Dan Mauer was this white guy. We went, oh, should I be saying his name on podcast? Well, we're bigging him up. Shout out to Dan Mauer. Dan Mm -hmm. Mauer was this white guy who went to Brandeis with us who started showing up for the black student organization meetings. And I'm pretty sure the first two meetings, everybody was blinking like, what is happening here? (laughs) But we were like, well, we ain't gonna turn nobody away. Exactly. Like, I mean, it's it's a student organization. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think by like meeting three, people had questions. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, okay, this needs to be addressed. And it was like, so he's really just a part of BSO now, Mm -hmm. huh? And Dan Mal was like, yeah, I mean... What did he say? Something like his dad. He didn't grow up around a ton of black people or anything. Mm -hmm. I think he said like his dad had just instilled in him like you need to be open to all kinds of cultures Mm -hmm. and whatever. And like as a white guy, you have certain privileges. And he was like, I'm going to go to black student organization and see what's popping over there Mm -hmm. and understand what my place is in the world. And that might be a good yeah. place to start and yeah. understand things. And he's like, I, you know, had a, a, a love for the culture and whatever and wanted to just be an ally mm-hmm. and figure out how I can help versus yeah. like hurt and just be another white guy making shit difficult. Mm-hmm. And we called him Jackie and he took mm-hmm. that in stride. <laughs> he broke the color barrier at the student organizations mm-hmm. at yes. Paradise. Um, and he was an ally and he was just awesome he legit was out there doing Kwanzaa shows and yeah. everything with us <laughs> but you know what I mean but he put himself in a in a uncomfortable position yeah, it was like he was not so. sure how we were going to receive him 
And imagine you're like 19 years old yeah. and you decide you're going to do that. Actually, it's more, a 19 year old is more inclined to do that, I think, I guess the, than a 39 year old. Yeah, because you're setting your ways. Yeah, and... 19 is actually the age to do that. Yeah, but imagine, like, and you don't know how these other students are going to receive you, yeah. especially after all the things that have happened on yeah. campus at this point between the white kids and the kids of color. So, yeah, shout out to Dan Mauer yeah. for being that guy. It's uh, yeah, it's uncomfortable. It's gonna be uncomfortable for everyone, but it's not the black and brown people's job. At the, the end time. of the day, black and brown people have been uncomfortable for so long, and look at all the shit we've accomplished in spite of. Exactly. So think about it like that, white folks. Like, just be like, well, damn, yeah. I mean, they've been pretty fucked up for pretty long, and they doing all right mm-hmm. in the face of it. So maybe this won't be so yeah. bad. Yeah, and go out and get yourself some. <laughs> Some friends of color, because if you don't have any friends of color, and you're walking around telling me I don't see color, racism is oh, it's like Lord. people just I let's can't. not let's and not just like Evan note. at the coffee shop. He's not your friend. Yeah, he's not anybody like, who works who works in any, in any capacity to serve you is not, is your not friend. a friend. Yes, like your maid, your nanny. Okay, maybe a nanny could be. I think that's a different type of relationship. Depending. But again, still there's like still if a like service. yeah, if there's their livelihood is in your hand. Yeah, yeah, that's not a friend. It has so, to be like, a friend. Go find somebody at a church, or if you're in AA, make a friend at AA or something. Yeah, I don't know. And it's not even just because my thing is, people of color, we all have different opinions. We all talk, so it's just like, listen, if you don't don't come to the party talking about, well, my one friend of color talking about, I'm a Trump supporter. Yeah, if and it's Stacey agree, Dash, she don't count because like, well, she also had white on her as her <laughs> race anyway. Like, oh, child, you don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I heard. She's white. I heard about she's this. She's white now. And when she got arrested this past week, you best believe on her arrest record, race white. <laughs> so y'all can have Stacey Dash. She's oh not an ally. And on that note, yes. we must go. So if you like this episode, you can um, rate us, subscribe. You can um, email us at um, blackhipsterpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, Go um, hit us up on Instagram at Black Hipster, Black Hipster Podcast on Instagram. You can find me at Standrick W. You can find me at Always Fashion Week. Mm-hmm. Yes, send us those notes. All good messages. All good messages. Yes, good messages about racism, white privilege, and colorism. <laughs> <laughs> bye, bye. Bye.